Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Happy Sunday. Welcome back to Life's Your Bitch, the podcast where we are changing the narrative. This is my second time starting this podcast, which is a shame because there was some like funny bits in the first like take, but I don't know what happened to me. I just went, I feel like we have a lot to catch up on and I'm not sure where to start first, which just led me into extreme chaos. But if you are watching, let's get the elephant in the room out of the way. If you're not watching, haha, it's a secret. No, I'm joking. I am in fact in my Dunham onesie. My dad, I am Tony Bear onesie that I got last year, so I didn't have to pay for heating. <laughs> so I didn't have to pay for heating in my flat, and it's back on. I don't have. I have one tracksuit, and it needs washing. And I was like, if you think I'm gonna fucking sit here in like jeans or some shit, like you've actually lost your mind. So I'm in my onesie. I've got wet hair. I actually have a hot coffee. And in the first take of this, I was like, oh, if you'd be so kind, let's take up my first sip together. But even that went horribly wrong and there was way too much froth. And then I had to get up and like spoon out the froth. So cheers. Let's pretend we're taking our first sip together. Absolutely stunning, actually. I feel like I'm going to turn into a hot coffee kind of gal. Do you know what my thing is? When I'm going somewhere, I'm always like, oh yeah, I'll get there and I'll have myself a nice little oat milk flat white and I'll sit down and it'll be like cozy autumn vibes. And then by the time I get there, like I'm warm. <laughs> like I've either walked up some stairs or I've done some walking or I'm on and off the tram I'm in my coat like I'm warm so then I sit down I'm like I want an iced coffee because I'm hot and like I'm thirsty and a flat white's not gonna do anything for my thirst neither's an iced coffee but it feels like it does more so anyway so I've got hot coffee and I'm slowly being converted I also think this is my first podcast I'm filming with my professional mic stand. The first podcast I'm filming that you're seeing. I've actually filmed two podcasts with this, which again, is something we can get into in a minute. But God, do you know what? I'm going to start with, we have a Patreon. Insert kids cheering sound effect, which sounds like a weird one, but that is what that sound effect is called when you like always hear they're like, clap 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 that's actually called like kids cheering i'm not just being a weirdo getting kids involved. okay i need to take a breather as you can tell i'm very excited and very like giddy to be sat here today which i'm very grateful for but we're gonna get on to like i feel like they're two different sections right now that go hand in hand but let's start with we have a motherfucking patreon we have a patreon if you're listening to this you're probably thinking what is a patreon and why have you made one 
Patreon is a platform in itself. So that is like what the platform's called. It's Patreon. And like, that's what the girls' bathroom use. It's what like shits and gigs use. It's what I'm trying to think of other people you might know that have one. A Patreon, I would say, is a very like podcast thing, unless you're offering a whole different service. Like there's a friend I know who does social media and she has like a Patreon book club. So you pay to be part of like her book club that she runs every month in like different ways. And it's super fun. But I have made... I would, I'm going to go ahead and say a hybrid. There is a whole podcast episode over on the Patreon that's free for everybody to listen to. It's the first episode. It's only like 12 minutes or something. And it's the welcome episode telling you all about my why. Because my why for me goes a lot further and a lot deeper than just like me and my content. The whole idea around the Patreon in brief is to create a space where my community becomes your community. Because I... The thing I love most about being a content creator is having like hype girls and friends like at my disposal. Like I can just put on my story, help me, I need to go for a run, I don't feel like it. And oh my God, you guys will flood the DMs. I remember when I put on my story, like I I don't know if I want to do this half marathon. Oh my God, I swear to God, I would have pulled out if I didn't have a following. You guys coming in my DMs and being like, you're going to be absolutely fine. Megan, you can just go and walk it. Like, go and get your medal. Make sure you do this for yourself. Like, you've absolutely got this. Don't let, like, you get in the way of you. And even things just like, what jumper shall I wear? Like, what jumper shall I return? Do you like this jumper? Like, what are you doing today? Just anything. Like, community is my favourite thing ever. And I feel like I have been blessed enough, like, grateful, proud of me, grateful for you guys like I feel like I have created a really great little corner in the in the internet great little space here full of amazing 20 something and tryings trying to navigate their life and also lovely also like-minded and I just want that to be at your disposable as well disposable disposal as well because it's because of you that I feel this love so I feel like it's only right that you meet each other and like are able to give it to each other and I put such a heavy focus on that because I think it's really important, but how that kind of like comes to fruition, if you will, don't even know what that word actually is, how that comes to life is the group chat. And I'm hoping as this episode goes out and as the Patreon grows over the next couple of weeks and months when I'm putting out the episodes, because right now it's just like 50 girls that really trusted me that I was doing something great. Like there's actually not yet a podcast on there. The first podcast on there goes live on Wednesday and then there's another one on Sunday and Okay, wait, let me rewind. (laughs) I'm hoping as it grows, we can make, because I can make as many chats as I want. So right now we have like a general chat and we have a gratitudes chat where I go in every morning and I'm like, here's three things I'm grateful for. Other people are giving things they're grateful for. And it's just really nice inspiration for you to like be grateful for something else someone has said that you wouldn't even thought of. And just like, it always lifts your mood, like seeing other people happy, I think. And sometimes you can sit there and feel like there's nothing to be grateful for and it's almost like inspo people saying what they're grateful for so they're the two chats we have at the moment and as it grows I would love to be able to do like Manchester, London, Liverpool, Bristol, Leeds that have different chats so that you have like friends that you can actually meet up to up with and have different maybe like a book club chat and like just loads of different things that we can chat about you can find your people like I'll take requests like the whole thing is very casual like whatever you want to talk about, whatever you want to put in there, whether it's like people are asking what Lego sets they should buy to like make with their little sisters, what they should be eating for dinner, like what everybody's doing, any good YouTubers, any good films, just literally anything. I love the chat so much. And 
yeah, it's going to be a very casual space of like, let me know what you want to see and I'll do it. And basically there's two extra podcast episodes a month and then there's one extended guest Q&A coming off the back of a series that starts next week on this podcast, which you're not even ready for. Like guys, next week's guest and the whole episode, like you just make sure you're here because it's going to be incredible. So it's going to be like extended guest Q&As every month and... I just think it's going to be a really great space. Patreon-only events, Zoom stuff. Like like I said, there's a whole episode on it and you can go over to the Patreon and see yourself. But yeah, we have a Patreon. And I'm really excited about it and I need to move on quickly. But I'm saying I'm excited to be sat here and we have a lot to chat, up, chat about and catch up on because I haven't had the best week. But my whole first Patreon episode, I think, is going to be like a big catch-up. Things I'm loving at the moment. Just like, like we're besties. Like an actual bestie FaceTime chat is what the first Patreon episode is going to be. So I'm going to touch on it, but yeah, I've not had a great week. So I've been like really putting off filming this because I always want to show up as my absolute best self, which I felt like I couldn't all week. And even today, I I woke up really sad today and I'm not really, really sure why at all. Um, And then I went to These Girls Run and I was like, do you know what my one intention is today? Yes, I do need to get the podcast filmed, but I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm smiling so like just not sitting here on my phone like feeling like I'm rotting away like I just want to try and make myself have a really good day and not do anything extravagant to do so but just like make sure I'm smiling coffee sip break and yeah I was worried that I wouldn't be able to show up as my best self and I feel like I've sat down here now and of course I feel so much better for doing so like whenever I sit down here I just instantly feel so much better about everything it's like for a split second while I like almost forget and haven't done it in a while I'm like okay yeah need to do that like almost for a split second it feels like a chore and then I sit down I'm like oh yeah no I absolutely love this this is my passion project and this is what I love most in the absolute world ever anyway like I said we've made a gratitude chat so let's start with the three things that I'm grateful for today that I actually put in the chat I am very grateful. What did I put? I put, I'm very grateful for These Girls Run because I feel like it really lifted my mood this morning and it was really nice to get out. Go on a 5K. It's actually like the only run I've done since my half marathon two weeks ago because I had a bit of an injury in the foot. So I've been waiting. So it was really nice to like get up and kind of do it with other people and they stop and like, it's just it's just a really nice space, a really nice environment. These Girls Run are all across the UK now. So if there's one near you, I could not recommend you going like more like I said you stop you start people walk people run so don't worry if you've never run a 5k if you don't really run like trust me you'll have a good time regardless so I'm really grateful for that this morning I'm really actually so grateful for my onesie I wrote I'm really grateful for this onesie it's like a tracksuit that I can chill in home in but it's like even better than that and then I put what was my last one oh my god I couldn't remember what my last one was there and I was like it was something really ridiculous and funny my last one that I sent to the chat was my dishwasher (laughs) because I just loaded my dishwasher and I was like for all the time at uni I never had one and I never ever used my dishwasher right but in the last like two weeks I've probably used my dishwasher like three times just when like there's other things I need to be going on with I'm like let me shove everything in the dishwasher and I'll turn it on at the end of the day and it's actually such a gift (laughs) like I'm actually blessed it's actually such a good time anyway so silly but so true Let's get on to the questions. It's a how to make life your bitch episode. You know the drill. Open advice. We're just going to have a bit of a chit chat and I feel like I couldn't ask for something better at the moment. I don't know why I'm going in with 
in with this as my first one because this is something that I'm actually really trying to work on at the moment which I guess is why I guess is why exactly why I'm bringing it in but someone said how to put joy in every day and god I think you have to figure out really what is joy to you then what is it that you're looking to put in every day like what does that mean to you because like I said I've, I've been having just a, and I really don't know why I'm gonna dissect it and talk about it more and like what I'm doing about it and like how I'm gonna cheer myself up in the Patreon episode but I've just been having a bit of a bad week and it's just like a bit of a lingering feeling and I'm feeling I'm really sick of it now so I sat myself down the other day and I was like how can I make myself smile every day like what does make me smile on day to day what like I said today like I want to have a good day like what does that involve what does that look like for you and I think it can literally be as simple as sit yourself down and writing the list like I wrote down this was like what makes me smile I was like actually like I said I've had a bit of an injured foot and I've not run in two weeks and I've been to the gym four times over the last two weeks and that is such a drastic change because before my post before my post marathon before my half marathon I was training like five six days a week and I was feeling great and now I'm just like not all of a sudden because I'm having an injury and I think that is genuinely why my mood has been so unpredictable and so sporadic and just like chaotic and so low because my routine has been wiped. Like I have not showed up for myself this week in any way, shape or form. And well, that's not true. I really have showed up for myself in a few ways this week, but like in terms of my general routine, I've not showed up for myself. I've missed my alarm every single day. I've woken up an hour later, two hours later, every single day. That makes me feel like rubbish because I'm like, well, I don't have to get up because I'm not going to the gym. So like, what am I going to do? And then I feel rubbish because I haven't got moving. And then like my day is just started off on such a bad foot. And I have decided that is exactly why, along with some other things and some things I could definitely, you know, work on. That is why. And that is what that joy looks like to me. That is how I know I can have a good day every day. So sit yourself down and be like, if I could do anything and could add joy into my day, like if it was a Saturday, a Sunday, you had no plans, what does that day look like to you? And obviously you're not going to be able to replicate that because you have to go to work and we have to do and you know, not every day is a Saturday, Sunday with no plans. But what are those little things that you would do? Because for me, it's like, okay, I get to have a really nice morning and I get to like make my porridge and my coffee and I just get to sit and like look out the window and like maybe watch some YouTube and maybe journal and then I'll like get up and I'll go to the gym and I'll have a really good gym session or maybe it's a really nice long run with like a podcast that's come out in perfect timing that I haven't listened to and then it's like I literally I wrote myself a list it was like seeing friends making sure I'm seeing friends often enough and like making a bit of an effort and putting my hoops in and wearing an outfit that feels really good and like listening to music that makes me kind of want to dance a little bit and like just silly things like that what is it that brings you joy and then you really just have to make it a habit you have to make sure that you're making time for it one of my I'm really in my Pinterest quote era if you can't tell like next week this podcast is coming out I'm like my favorite quote in the moment and I say that twice and give two different quotes and I'm about to give you another one but a quote I've seen on Pinterest that I'm really trying to like live my life by and it's something that I've really tried to be really aware of for the best part of like a year and a half now if you don't make time for your mental wellness, you'll be forced to make time for your illness. 
or if, I think it's forget the mental. If you don't, if you don't take time for your wellness, you'll be forced to take time for your illness. And I just think that is so true when it comes to everyday mental health, when it comes to like bigger mental health things, when it comes to physical health, like a bit small and big, like it can really, like that quote just means so much in so many different like, do you know what I mean? Like scenarios and like however big the situation is, it's so true because if you don't make time for your wellness day to day, you'll be forced to take time to like sort out your mental well-being, and you'll be forced to take time to like sit down and write this journal of like things that make me happy and you'll be, have to like force to put that work in to make sure you have a better week next week if you don't make time for it day to day. You know, when you like finally hand in that piece of work or that uni assignment or just like that project you've been working on and then you feel like you need a week off. Well, if you were able to manage your days better, you probably wouldn't feel like you, and you know, you're deserving of a week off, but you probably wouldn't feel like you now need that you wouldn't be forced to take that time you wouldn't be forced to yeah take that time to just like chill out again so I think how to add joy into every day is to figure out what that means for you and quite literally slot it in and show up for yourself and make sure you actually do it I want to go traveling but my boyfriend is unsure if he does do I go or do I stay should I stay or should I go now? Um, I think you know why you're asking this question. Because I think you know that really you should go. And like, of course you should go. Because, oh, it's such a hard one. Like, Something I've realised recently, I'm going to be super open and honest with you guys, is I have quite an anxious attachment style. And, you know, this is something that I've thought about a lot. Just with, like, little things. Like, I'll see people go away for, like, three months, a month, and I'm like, God, I'd love to do that, but, like, I'd, I'd miss my boyfriend too much. And that's ridiculous. And as much as I'd love to, like, you know, do that stuff with my boyfriend and at the end of the day, you want the person that you love and you're going to spend the rest of your life with to also like, like those things. I want to be able to do that with you. But I'm like, this isn't conversations me and my boyfriend have had, by the way, you're not getting like tea here. Like <laughs> I'm not like waiting to go traveling anytime soon at all. But when I think about it, I'm like, Oh God, I don't, I don't know if I could though. Cause like if, if Carter couldn't come for some reason or the person I was with, like, you know, I want to do it with them. But then the last thing you want to do, and I always say this to friends and boyfriends and anyone, I'm like, I never want you to sit back and resent me or yourself for like not getting up and doing that because because of your boyfriend or because of me or because of like whatever it is, like if I'm talking to friends. I think every decision we should make should be in honor of like, and obviously in honor of us in the present as well, but sometimes we get a bit lost in the present. It's like in honor of us as a child with dreams and in honor of us like eight years old in our rocking chair of what we know full well they would have wanted to do. Because sometimes if we make decisions for present us, it's like, well, I want to be with my boyfriend right now and I want to do it with him and I want, I don't, I don't want to miss him and I don't want him to break up with me, but that's not a way to live. And at eight years old, do you think that you'll sit down and be like, I wish I went? Or would you not? Would you be like, oh, well, I really loved that boy. And, you know, we still did this. I still managed to do this and we're still together and it was really worth it and whatever, like... I think in these scenarios, you always know what you want to do. I think our gut is so unbelievably strong. I really, really do. And I think 
maybe some people aren't better at listening to it aren't better at aren't as good as like tuning into it which is why they're always so unsure but at its core I think we always know deep down what we want to do like what we want to do regardless of if this person's going to break up with us if we're going to lose this friend if we're going to lose our job if we'll have enough money like we know what we want to do if we could have everything our way we know what that would look like um and I think you need to honor yourself whatever that is at the end of the day the world is wide what's the Mamma Mia quote like the world is big and I'm gonna I want to make some memories what is it the world is wide something something and I want to make some memories I swear it's like a three-liner thing anyway facts so I think you should go and if you're meant to be you will be I'm a big believer in like things that are meant for you are not going to pass you by and I sometimes I really have to like remind myself of that I feel like I literally I've just said that and like I really probably would have needed that reminder this morning like the things that are meant for you are not going to pass you by in this life like I have a friend who's just gone traveling for a while and she actually sat her boyfriend down and was like I'm going for six months do you want to break up with me because she's like, I'm aware this is a huge ask to ask you to not and to like, just stay with me. But like, I'm not going to see you in six months. And I was like, wow, you are strong. Like that is really hard. And she was like, I know I just had to come. I had to do this. So it was also unfair to ask that of him. So like we had to be on the same page if this was going to happen. So take a leaf out of her books. I think she's amazing. And just go because things that are meant for you won't pass you by. And if he's meant for you, then you'll go and you'll have a great time and he'll still be there. And yeah, it'll be tough and I'm sure you'll miss him, but it will be worth it in the end, I'm sure. Can situationships turn into relationships? I think absolutely. I think it depends what kind of situation we're talking about. If it's a situationship where it's like this toxic guy and, you know, you've been with him for like six months. Like, I think a situationship can turn into a relationship if it hasn't gone past the like, maybe, I'm not talking to anyone for longer than three months. I'm not in a situationship for longer than three months. Then I'm out of there. Three months in, if I'm not your girlfriend, like literally, what is the point in this? Like, what are we doing? So I think personally for me, a situationship that lasts three months can 100% be a relationship. But then I met a girl last night who was like her and her now boyfriend who she seems very like stable with and happy with. They were like a situationship for like a year and a half and then they like made it official and like met the families. So I think they can, but I think just keep your wits about you about like why it's a situationship. Is someone not committing? Is someone slightly toxic? Is there things about them that, like, there's a reach? you know what I mean? Are you both on the same page, I think, is the important thing for a situationship. Like, is it a situationship because you both are at that level where, like, you want it to be a situationship and nothing more? Or are you waiting for a relationship and they're saying no? Because then I don't think it ever will. Because there are some people, like, I have a friend who literally was with this guy for, like, a year and he still was, like, didn't want to make it official. And then you know, it didn't end very well. And it's like, some people just don't want to show that commitment. And if you're not on the same page as them, it's very unfair. And it's not likely that it's going to end very well, just because you're not seeing eye to eye. So I definitely do think there's potential. But I think there's potential if you're both on the same page about like, 
just about the situationship. I don't know if a situationship can turn into a healthy relationship if you're not. And if it's like one person begging the other person to commit. Because really that's just not how any, that's not, you know, that's not how any fairy tale starts, is it? How to stop getting overwhelmed and procrastinating with uni work. I think at the end of the day, this is such annoying advice. I made a whole podcast on like how to do it all, like how to plan everything to a T. And at the end of the day, it's just you need to get up and you need to get it done. You need to put it into like manageable bite-sized chunks. Start with the hardest task so that you're not like left with it at the end of the day. So you feel accomplished straight away. Little tiny things that you can do that are going to make you feel accomplished. You know, like go on, make the word document, copy and paste the questions start reading the first article like you just need to put your teeth into it and get going because that work isn't going anywhere until you do it and there's no magic wand there's no magic formula yeah there's things you can do to help you not procrastinate and whatnot but at the end of the day the only thing that's going to make you feel better and less overwhelmed and therefore stop procrastinating is getting up and getting the work done which is like the worst most annoying thing ever like I wish I could tell you there was like some vitamin you could take that was like going to get your uni work done for you but that sounds like I'm telling you to like take concentration jugs. It's absolutely not. But like, you know, when something's wrong with you and someone's like, yeah, you should like exercise more. Have you tried sleeping more? And it's like, are you sure like B12 won't fix this? Like, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, there's not going to be some magic formula, some magic app that's going to help you do this, but or do it for you, essentially. Like, there are things that are going to help you. But at the end of the day, you need to get up and you need to do it. Like, it's that quote that's like, Planning the thing isn't doing the thing. Talking about the thing isn't doing the thing. You know, making time for the thing isn't doing the thing. The only thing that's doing the thing is you getting up and doing the fucking thing. So I know it's shit. I know it's really shit, but just get up and do it. And like reward yourself. Do 25 minutes, five minute break, 25 minutes, five minute break, 25 minutes, an hour break, 25 minutes, five minute break. And like actually do that. Like actually be like, okay, close the laptop for five minutes. Like go and make a new drink have a toilet break, like read maybe a couple of pages of your book, like whatever it is you're doing, maybe like color for like five minutes, few minutes, maybe like meditate, take some breaths, like just try and like really break it up and try. And my biggest tip is always work hard and then play hard. Stop trying to work and play and work and relax at the same time, because that is what I'm the worst for. And that makes you feel overwhelmed and it makes you procrastinate because you feel like you're never really working. So you feel guilty, but you feel like you're never really fully rested. So you feel tired because you're always trying to do the two at once. For example, feeling tired. So getting, bringing your laptop into bed, sticking friends on in the background and trying to do the work in your bed. There's a time and place for that. Absolutely. A Friday morning, Friday afternoon, a Sunday evening. There's a time and place for that to be like nice. Just like, oh, do you know what? I'm actually going to get on with a bit more work while I watch this film because I'm in a good mood. But, or like maybe you're not feeling very well. So it's like, okay, let's make it a bit more comfy, cozy. Let's make it a bit more appealing. But like general rule of thumb, 90% of the time, you should be working at a table, at a desk, out of your flat, out of your house, preferably in a coffee shop, in the library, wherever it's going to be. And then you can come home and you don't have to think about it all evening because you know that you have done that. And then all evening you can relax, you can play, you can do what you want. Stop trying to do them both at the same time because it's going to send you in to overdrive. I've been staring at my camera, giving that advice. And I've just realized, I don't know when it cut out. So that is so annoying. Okay, the video is back. Sorry if you were watching that. Like, I, I really don't know what happened there. Anyway, let's move on.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I really loved this question. How to move a friend from seeing them in a group to seeing them one-on-one. So how do you turn a group friend into a one-on-one friend? I love this because I think, especially if you're in a new city, in uni or whatever, when you're trying to make friends, you can tend to make group friends. Like if you go to these girls run, you kind of have like your running girlies or society girlies or girls in your course, or maybe like all of your flat is really close friends, but you just like really want to spend some one-on-one time with this one person that you think you have like great best friend potential with. I think at the end of the day, you just have to ask them, maybe clock on to something that they've said they really enjoy. So maybe they're like, oh my God, I really want to go and see this film. Or I'm a really, I'm a cinema girly, I'm a theater girly, or like, I don't know, something that they've spoke about. And then you can be like, oh, I maybe in private, you know, not in front of the group. You can be like, oh, I really wanted to go and watch that film too. Should we just go together? Should we just like, I think it's on, like maybe it's a last minute plan. Maybe it's like, oh my God, I've seen there's like tickets for that film you really wanted to go to that's on in like an hour. Let's go. Um, And I guess, I guess if she's like, oh, should we invite the rest of the flat? Should we invite the rest of the girls? I think I'd be quite flattered if someone said to me like, oh, I thought like maybe we could just go like, I'd love to spend some more, especially maybe if they're a new friend, like it's quite a flattering thing to be like, I thought maybe we could just go, I thought it'd be nice to spend someone on one time and like really get to know each other. Like, I think we'll really get on. I think we'll have a great time. Um, I think that's really lovely. Like I would be flattered if somebody said that to me. So maybe just like, yeah, bite the bullet and like be nice about it. Like overly friendly. I guess maybe the other, um, curveball there is that the rest of the group might be like where's our invite which is maybe the angle that you're coming into this with like how do you not involve the rest of the group and I I don't think it matters too much if it's like a big group and then like two of you break off and do something because it's not like you've asked like three and now it's like half of the group have gone and the other half haven't it's like it's just you and one gal And at the end of the day, you've sometimes got to be selfish. And like, if you think you've got a great potential to get on with this girl, like, I don't know, let them deal with it. Is that really bad advice? But maybe you can like do things with them all separately. So they all feel included. At the end of the day, I would ask the girl that I wanted to like be Bezzy mates with if she wanted to do something and probably wouldn't say much about it like I'd probably just maybe just like don't post about it don't like scream and shout about it and then once you become like more good friends casual friends it'll be like oh like you almost start to like come as a pair so it's like not 
weird or maybe you just like plan to do it when you know everybody else isn't free like maybe everybody's gone home for the weekend or something or I don't know I think at the end of the day go down the flattering route and be like hey I think we would really get on I'd love to spend some one-on-one time with you like do you want to go and do this because you would say that to a guy at the end of the day and you just do have to see friends like they're more important than guys Like, we need friends. We don't need boyfriends, but, like, we need friends. We need community. We need people around us. We need to find people that are like-minded that we're going to get on with. But, like, we don't need a boyfriend. But we'll make more effort to find a boyfriend. Like, you would say to a guy, maybe after a few dates, maybe after a few drinks, like, yeah, like, I think we're really getting on. I'd love to go for a second day. I'd love to spend some more time with you. Like, you would pluck up that courage to probably say that to a guy in your group. So I would just maybe go down the same route. I don't know if that's good advice. But... I thought it was an interesting question. Okay, we've got some anonymous dilemmas. I've been with my boyfriend for a few months now and I'm itching to say I love you. We've talked about it before, about how I very quickly fall for people and how he's more slow and steady. I don't want to pressure him into saying it, but I feel like I almost can't help it. Any advice? Oh, God. Um... Me and my boyfriend actually had a sticky I love you period. Well, we didn't, we didn't. Like, we really didn't. But I think my boyfriend was, like, a bit scared to say it. So kept making jokes about how he, like, wasn't gonna say it. Um, So, like, I do kind of get what you mean. I think anybody gets what you mean. Like, saying I love you is always, like, a funny point in the relationship, isn't it? It's always, like, a sticky moment. But I think at the end of the day... You have to, like, I think at the end of the day, if you love someone, you should just tell them. Like, really deep down in my heart, I just think if you love someone, you should tell them. I seen this thing again on Pinterest that was like, I think the key to being interesting is to be interested. I think the key to being loved is to love. And I think the key to, what was it? Being, being like a friend, be, being, having friends is to like be a good friend or something like along those lines. And I do think it's so true. Like, we need more love and we need more good people in this world. And hopefully, like, just say that to him. Be like, I really don't want to press you. Like, I know, like, we've spoke about this, but, like, I really do feel... Like, maybe don't say I love you. Maybe you just be like, I really do feel like I'm falling in love with you. And, like, I can't wait to, you know, say those words, like, with you soon. And, like, I don't know. I really feel like I'm falling in love with you and I can't wait to, like... I don't know. Just, like, see where this keeps going. Like, maybe you go for the, like, falling in love with you. Or, like, you'd be like, I don't want to put pressure on you, but I really do feel like, yeah, I'm falling in love with you. Because then it's not like I have fallen. It's like, I know you don't want to say these words, but like, I really did just want to let you know that like, I'm falling in love with you and I'm having a great time getting to know you. I feel like maybe that's all you need to say. And then he knows you're there. He knows you're, I think as well, like, let's give them a little bit of credit as well. Boys aren't silly. Like my boyfriend knew I was like itching to say it as well. Like he knew he was going to get an I love you too back from me. I think don't be scared to say it first, definitely. But I get it if you're like, I don't want to put pressure on him. I would go I would go down the falling angle, definitely. It's like, well, don't worry, Jim. I'm not there yet. I'm just saying I'm falling in love with you. Because at the end of the day, I, like I said, I am a big believer in the things that are meant for you won't pass you by. And if you and this guy fall out, like, for some reason, because you said I love you, like, fuck that. Like, it's not gonna do anything, like, detrimental if it's meant to be. Do you know what I mean? So go down the falling route, definitely. I think that's a good one. And don't worry about, I guess, like putting putting your heart on the line because hopefully he's not going to like, 
it's all well and good saying that, but it can obviously be like gut-wrenching and like a bit like heartbreaking to not have someone say that back. But at the end of the day, see, it's a beautiful thing. Like, oh my God, I'm in love with this person. And if, oh God, this is really bad advice. Like this, this is, this is only advice if you're like an extremely strong person. But I think when I take myself out of these situations and I, you know, zoom out and think about the bigger picture, sorry, it's not that deep. So I give this advice like, oh my God, yeah, I love freely. And like, this world is so beautiful and tell people you love them. And the key to being loved is the love. And like, all of that is well and good, but it, you know, it's, it is a bit heartbreaking when someone doesn't say it back or when it doesn't really go to plan. Like everybody wants that fairy tale moment. So my final, final words, my final piece of advice is to be like, I don't want to, like, maybe you're at a nice dinner. You're like, I know, like laugh about it. Be like, oh my God, I know you're not there yet. And I know I fall quicker than you, but like, I did just really want to say that I think I'm falling in love with you and like I'm really enjoying my time and you know you don't have to say anything back like don't worry but also like maybe hearing you be a bit more serious and like say that he might just be like oh do you know what like me too and then in a few weeks time maybe you'll be like do you know what you can sit down again and be like again no pressure but like I really do love you and I just really want you to know that because I'm having so much fun and I feel like I can't can't keep it in anymore and he'll probably be like wow that is so beautiful like wow thanks so much like it will probably get you further to where you're gonna be you'd like to think wouldn't you this one is a bit dramatized to be honest me and full of drama it's quite gossipy it's quite like shit it's not gossipy, it's quite serious, but you know what I mean? It's quite, it's scandalous is the word I'm looking for. Me and my housemates, all female, are 20. So maybe I'm thinking uni. My housemate has brought back a 30-year-old man who she's, in quotation marks, dating. And we said we're very uncomfortable with him being over without letting, what? With him being over without her letting us know. Okay. Is that reasonable? They're very loud, wink face, especially at night, and it's massively affecting all five of us. So I'm guessing there's six of you in a house. One girl has this now 30-year-old boyfriend. Um, I think it's very reasonable, and I think... I think regardless of age gaps and stuff, when you're living with people, people need to respect people's boundaries. And if you're a house of females, yeah, a decent text in the group chat hey don't know why i've chosen the word gym today the word the name gym today gym's coming over or like even just like a hey super last minute but gym's in gym's in my room now like i think he's gonna stay tonight hope that's okay like just letting you know because otherwise people are like walking around in their bras and their pants and their tiny little short shorts and like no bra on you can like see your nipples which you don't really care about when it's all of you five 20 year old girls but when gym is there it's a bit like well fuck so did you say that you told her you had hadn't you I think at the end of the day you just need to sit down and who she's dating and we've said yeah I think you just need to say it again and be like um you know are you happy for her like that's actually maybe you need to hold an intervention like 20 and 30 creeps me out like my mum said this to me when I was younger and it's like all I can think about now because when we were like 14 some of my friends were going like more like dating 18 year olds and like 17 year olds and it's crazy if you think about it now it's like what they're going out for date night and he's getting a beer and she can't even she's drinking mocktails it's like she's like what does an 18 year old want to like have to do with a 14 year old like why does he want to date her and you know four years when you get older 20 24 like 23 27 like it starts to get a bit more normal 
but like 20 and 30. Like, what does a 30-year-old man have to do with a 20-year-old girl in uni? Is that just me? Like, I don't think it is just me. I don't think this should be controversial. Like, I know people have, like, parents who have, like, 10-year age gaps, but I feel like that was maybe more normal in, like, our parents' generations. But, like, now, not gonna... I'm not gonna lie, okay? Fuck the controversy. It's probably... This shouldn't be controversial. I think that's a bit fucking weird. Like, I would be like, I think you should think twice about that. Like, this 30-year-old man is probably wanna... Probably wanna, like, gonna wanna get married, like, have kids soon. So... If you're worried about the age as well, I would just, you know, say, like, sometimes friends need, your friends need friends for a reason, you know, to tell them when they're being silly and to, like, fact check them on these things. Like, are you okay with this? What do you think your parents are going to say about this? Like, and then at the end of the day, when it comes to boyfriends, age or, like, regardless of their age and wherever we don't like them, can you let me know when there's a fully grown man in my house, please? so that I'm not going to the toilet, so I'm not running out of the shower naked because I forgot my towel downstairs. Like, it's quite reasonable just to be like, like, I'm not asking you to give me times and dates and when he's going to leave and what he's going to eat for dinner and when he's going to be in the shower. But like, let us know when he's here and when he's coming, which is a bit weird that she doesn't. Like, maybe it's because she thinks you don't, you guys don't like him that she's not saying it. So maybe just say like, we've got no problem with him coming round. Like, yeah, we're not the fondest of like, the age gap but until you figure that out and if you're happy whatever like we can't get in the way but please do let us know like we're not going to say no he can't come but let us know because otherwise like we don't feel comfortable in our own house and that is totally valid and totally reasonable and you are so allowed to do that and like I said regardless of age and whether you like someone or not like me and my friends would just chat be like oh they're coming around tonight I'll just let you know like Nathan's will be Nathan will be here at like I'm saying that because that was my flatmate's old (laughs) old boyfriend's name um not even like letting you know because it was standard for us that they would be there and like we were all okay with it because we all had boyfriends so it didn't really matter but he wouldn't be coming and we wouldn't know we'd be in chat and we'd be like oh yeah I think they're coming on Thursday like it's not like I'm not asking you can he because it's my house as well but I'm letting you know that he's gonna be here so yeah totally valid and I think just at the end of the day you just need to sit and tell her again you need to sit down and be like regardless if we like him if we're not if we're his biggest fan or not like we're not gonna say no this is your house too it's your relationship but do let us know when he's here because otherwise I'm running around naked and I feel uncomfortable and I don't know when to cook my dinner. Okay, last one. And I feel like this is hand in hand maybe why I haven't been feeling that good recently. So we'll get onto that and we'll get onto this question. But I just I just quite liked it. Well, I didn't like it. It's a sad situation, but you know what I mean. I thought it was could be helpful. Really struggling with confidence and self-worth at the moment. Want to get back into the gym because I really used to love it, but I don't have the motivation at the moment. But I can't carry on feeling so unhappy with how I look. Not sure if you can help, but I just wanted some advice. Loving the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm glad you're loving it. Um, I'm First of all, I'm really sorry that you're feeling that way because it is a really rubbish way to be feeling. Like lack of confidence, lack of self-worth. Like it is a really rubbish feeling and I think it can really affect us in so many ways that we're not even like aware of and aware that that's actually the root cause and the root problem so I'm really sorry you're feeling that way but I would just like to let you know that going to the gym because of how you look is not going to solve all of those problems first and foremost like I think I've been feeling sad this week because I haven't been in the gym and I haven't been running but it's because I miss those endorphins I miss like showing up for myself doing a good workout like proving myself wrong like oh I can't lift that I can't run that far oops look you did it again like 
it's such a huge way to build confidence just by saying you're going to do something and then going and doing it does absolute bits for your confidence like actually doing the thing but I think I don't think there's a problem with wanting to change the way you look I don't think you know I'm not going to sit here and shame you because you want to lose maybe weight or like tone up or whatever it is that you want to do because at the end of the day there's definitely a time and place for that and you are allowed to want to do that like just because this whole body positivity movement you're still allowed to have aesthetic goals and you know you're so allowed and so valid to have those feelings and those wants but I would definitely focus on I also think if your aesthetic goals come from a negative place then the motivation isn't going to be there for the gym because it's not about making you feel better it's about like shaping you and fixing you into like society standards and essentially your motivation is a negative reason so you're never going to have a pep in your step because you're there as a chore you're there as a punishment you're there because you don't think you're enough not because you want to prove to yourself how strong you are and because you know that you're going to feel great after this and you want to prove yourself wrong and you want to show up for yourself you're there almost as a punishment to yourself and like that's never going to last and if it does last it's just going to cause some long-term problems so I do think like the gym is an amazing way to build confidence and self-worth just by like we don't get many chances in our day to prove ourselves wrong and show up for ourselves in such capacity like with every rep with every step with every weight that we lift with every step that we run every kilometer that we do we don't really get to like choose ourselves that often and prove ourselves wrong that often into that like capacity every day so I think it is such an amazing way to do it but it's all about reframing your why so maybe change it to like I want to be able to squat 50 kilos by the end of the year or be able to do a pull-up is a huge goal and if you do that by the end of the year from like being an absolute beginner in the gym that's insane but you know what I mean like set some little goals or like I want to be able to run a 5k non-stop like no stopping by the end of the year like set some goals that you can work towards and that are going to fulfill your self-worth and like your confidence in yourself and your abilities and you as a person because at the end of the day I promise you now I have been I have been there like with chest capital fucking letters I have been there I have got to what I thought was like my dream 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 body that I thought about since the age of fucking 10 when we all start believing and thinking we should drink ourselves and believing that's going to do bits for us like I have well and truly been there and got that body and it did nothing like I just wanted to shrink and shrink and shrink and shrink I I've always said I I would love the gym regardless the gym would make me feel the same regardless of my aesthetic goals and at that point I was so confident because I was showing up for myself but it had nothing to do with my body because I still wanted to shrink like I wasn't like yeah I look good I need to I'm gonna stop now and I'm, I'm gonna like start building up my calories and set new goals I was like wow I wonder how much smaller I can get again then and I didn't have any kind of disordered eatings it's just a bit of a disordered mindset I think us as like women and girls are kind of like always gonna have which is so fucking shit so break the cycle and like I said I'm not shaming you you can have aesthetic goals absolutely but I think it's very important that they're not your main motivation because like you said, you're lacking motivation. Like you can't get yourself there. You don't want to do it. And it's because you're literally fucking punishing yourself. You're like, I have to go to the gym to find self-worth because I need to change the way I look. No, I'm going to go to the gym and show myself how strong I am 
And then next week, I'm going to see if I can add another kilo to the bar, another kilo onto the dumbbells. I'm going to see if I can do 12 reps, not 10. Like, find different motivation because, yeah, the negative punishment kind of, like, reasoning is never going to get you anywhere. Like, I, I, I promise you that now. And the only place it is going to get you is, like, l- more long-term problems. Oh, God, take a breath, Megan. But clearly something I'm rather passionate about. Just change your motivation put it into your diary, like an appointment with yourself and show up for yourself. And at the end of the day, like I said, talking about the thing isn't doing the thing, planning the thing isn't doing the thing, thinking about the thing isn't doing the thing, getting up and doing the thing is the thing. And the more you build the confidence in yourself that you, wow, can stick to a plan. I can get up at seven and be in the gym for eight before work. And I can go to the gym at 5 p.m. after work and on a Saturday morning. And like, I do actually have the time. You'll build the confidence, you'll build the self-worth, you'll become addicted to the feeling of bettering yourself and like showing up for yourself. And then before you know it, it's a habit and you're feeling really good. But those first few times to get there are really hard. So make it as easy as you can for yourself by booking a fun class and doing something fun, just doing something you enjoy. And yeah, just really, just flip the narrative on the head because you're never gonna go as a punishment. God, I feel like I'm just repeating myself, but I really just hope that if you take one thing away from this podcast, it's that the gym can do ab- the gym and running and everything can do absolute wonders for yourself and your confidence and just like your self worth and everything about you, and you'll feel so on top of the world. But not if it comes from wanting to shrink and wanting to change the way you look. It has to come from a I want to better myself. I want to prove myself wrong. Like I want to show my brain that I can do these things. God, Megan. Anyway, I'm not actually. Am I going to leave you with a journal prompt? I want to know what is something that you know. Next week, basically, we have a brand new series coming to the podcast. It is called 20 Something and Trying. I'm not going to say much more. If you follow the Patreon and on my socials and stuff, you will know a lot more about it. But I'm just going to leave the podcast girlies to wait and see. I want to know what is something that you're trying to do at the moment, whether that's a mindset you're trying to work on, something you're physically trying to do. I'm trying to run a 5K nonstop. I'm trying to set boundaries. I'm trying to love myself. I'm trying to get up at 6 a.m. I'm trying to find a new career, like whatever it is. It can be absolutely anything. What is something in your life at the moment that you're working towards and that you're trying to do? My throat now hurts. (laughs) I will see you next week for the most exciting podcast ever. Bye, guys.